You're listening to Women in World War II, a novel experience, hosted by me, Anna Parker Naples. I'm taking you through the journey of writing and publishing my first historical novel, focusing on the history of women at home in Britain, the Bletchley Park girls, the factory girls, the Wrens, the Wafts and the Land girls. I'll be sharing with you the challenges of the research, the learning and the writing struggles as I celebrate with you the women at home in Britain in the 1940s. In this episode, I'm going to be talking through the process for applying to a creative writing, novel writing course, and how challenging I found that process. As a self-published author of two books, I hadn't had to get anyone's approval or permission. And although with those books, I frequently get feedback that it's they're very well written, that they're engaging, that the writing style makes it feel as though I'm actually talking to them. It felt very different to want to do something where I'm creating believable characters on the page. And particularly, this is the literal snob in me, particularly something that was going to be nurtured by a literary environment as opposed to an expert environment where the language potentially is less sophisticated. In order to apply, I had to write a, it was only actually 1,000 words of the story in the kind of style that I intended that I would be writing. And in addition to that, and this was the trickiest part, I had to write an application letter that was demonstrating not only my writing style, but my drive and motivation and deservedness for a place on the course. And that's very different to a traditional application form for a course or a a job, because I knew that I was having to demonstrate something else. And in that, I talked about my connection to the history of World War II for women, my connection to Bletchley Park, my ethos and maxim that I share on my my other podcast, Entrepreneurs Get Visible, that anything's possible when you get visible, when you put yourself out there and you let people know that you are doing a particular thing. And that when I thought about it, I felt a sadness that I don't know about my grandmother's experiences in the detail I would like to. I wasn't interested and now they're no longer here. I'd recently lost, we had lost my husband's grandfather who I was very close to and watching his reticence to talk about things in the war fascinated me. And I think seeing seeing that we're coming to a period where so many of those people have now passed on. This feels poignant because if no one's talking about what was going on at home and for the women and the real lived experience, then how will we ever know? So this for me, this for me felt felt like something important. And when you've had a project niggling at you for an eight year period, it's not going to go away. 
And I knew that I was in a privileged position that my business can support me to have the time out. Financially, I was in a situation where I, I could invest in a decent novel writing course. And I felt that I felt very strongly that the time is now. Writing that application was really hard and I sat on it and I sat on it and I sat on it for probably about a month. And one of the challenges that I found was that I'd I'd spent the last eight years gathering various bits of research. And by that, I mean, I had thrown myself into so many different books about World War II, about Bletchley Park, about the lives of women, but I'd not made extensive notes or I have this terrible habit of when I make notes on something I have so many notebooks that end up being used for everything so I couldn't necessarily find a lot of those notes I knew it was all up there in my brain I know that I knew that those experiences had been absorbed at an an unconscious level but I knew that I needed alongside running my business to find a way to intensify that research and throw myself into it again so having this this period where I knew that I've got an application that had to be in within a month, I still found it incredibly hard to actually sit down and write. All sorts of vulnerabilities came up for me, despite the fact I've already written two non-fictions. Am I good enough? Do I have the right to write this book? Do I have the right to share things about history that I'm not a historian of? What happens if I get some of the history wrong, the facts wrong. What happens if I can't tell this in any way that gives it, that gives it justice, that does it justice? And finally, the time that I sat down to write this, the, the, the initial application was actually on a flight to LA I was going out for a business retreat and I knew that I would have a 13-hour period where I would not have any social media interruptions. I would not have email interruptions. I couldn't go anywhere. I was stuck in my seat. I do find when I'm trying to write at home, there is either an interruption from a family member, the door ringing, a phone pinging that I'm actually quite happy to have. But I knew on the aeroplane that there was nothing else to do. I deliberately didn't pack any books. I didn't bring my headphones so that I couldn't listen to music or a podcast or an audio book and all the ways I would normally distract myself. And what happened is that that entire flight, I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. I mapped out characters that have been floating in my head or worked out all the ideas for characters that have been floating in my head. I I wrote out, I guess, a character page for each of them, who I think they are, their ages at the beginning of the war, what their hopes and dreams were before, what their parents are like, what job they end up doing in the war, and starting to flesh out the people in this world, who they might be. I was actually rather pleased with some of the ideas that I came up with and some of the writing. Some of it will make it into the book, I think. And there was so much freedom in having that lack of distraction, which I know I'm going to have to bear in mind as I write the novel. And then I had this awful period of waiting. I've made the decision I want to work with some of the best in the business. 
I literally have never shared my fiction work with anybody. And now I'm waiting. And there are hundreds and hundreds of people who apply to Faber from all over the world because of their reputation and because of the way that they run their course. And it was nerve wracking, absolutely nerve wracking. And the closer it got, the more itchy I got about whether I'm good enough, whether my work will be well received, what my rejection letter would be like. Would they tell me that I'm not ready? We'd had to be quite detailed about our writing experience. This wasn't for people at a very basic level. And of course, whilst I've written and I write blogs regularly and social media posts and I've books and I've worked as an audiobook narrator so I have an understanding of character and how to portray it on the page I have not written fiction I've not done a course at City Lit or an evening course or an online course about novel writing so I guess there was a part of me that felt I'm not ready for this on the other hand on the flip side of that I know that when I put myself out to do something I like to do it well and I like to do it properly. So so there we are. And then I, I found out just after... I had a good feeling about it, though. Do you ever get that, where you something feels as though it's going to be on your side? So when I... Maybe I'll share the... Maybe I'll share that letter with you, my application letter, at some point. I'm not ready yet. You're going to see all sorts of vulnerabilities from me come up during this show. When I got the first email to say that you know you're potentially a candidate we we just need to confirm that you're happy we, we've got to shift some dates as a result of covid i had an inkling that i'd got in and at that point actually what was interesting was i didn't feel excited i felt scared i think there'd been part of me that wanted the rejection so i could just say it's just another thing that i tried but but it didn't work and then when the letter came through to say that I'd been offered a place and they explained exactly what that process had been, that not only do you first have to be accepted by the course as a whole, but then the individual tutors take a considerable amount of time to decide who they personally want to work with, whose work and subject matter speaks to them, whose writing style speaks to them. And then we had a very short window to make the decision as to whether we could commit, where we could commit for a full six months to attend every single session. And I was in. It was one of the easiest things I think I've said yes to. And at that point, I really upped my research, my reading around the subject, but I couldn't bring myself to write. I didn't want to start writing until I'd learned some of the skills. And over the course of the next few episodes, I'm going to be sharing with you the early stages of this course and my realizations about some of the research I was doing and what was going to have to not be included and how actually sometimes the research slows me down. And I hope to bring some some of that research, some of the stuff that absolutely fascinates me, I hope to share with you on this podcast. I'd love to hear from you if you're listening. I hope that this is something that you're finding intriguing and I'd definitely love you to reach out to me. Thank you for listening to Women in World War II, a novel experience. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me on Instagram at Anna Parker Naples. Let's make sure we celebrate these incredible women at home in Britain in World War II.